This is part two of this podcast. You really do need to listen to part one first. So please, go, if you haven't done that, go and do that now. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Churches are clearly they, they reach new people, which is one of the reasons it's, it's so exciting to see, see new churches planted. Have you seen any, uh, rather than the homeless Christian type, come along the church? Have you seen people who just not Christian at all come to check Jesus out, come to church that way? Yeah, um, not really. So we've been going three months now, two and a half months, whatever it is. Um, that is clearly the next frontier that we need to um, address. And we're thinking into that, but um, it's been great getting brand new people. It's always great. You get brand new people in a new phase. You get, we're growing. This is fantastic, but we don't want to hide behind. Oh, hang on. Where, where are the new people that didn't know Jesus? Where are the new people that for the first time have come to faith and salvation? Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's a few things I could say about that, but um yeah, that's that's the next thing for us. I oh, see. That's so critical, isn't it? Keep looking at your key health indicators, and that's one of them. And yeah, celebrate what's happened already. Obviously, but yep. still push the envelope. Thinking absolutely, yeah. There, there's clear measures that we're not well. Clear markers we're not hitting. That that being a clear one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, you know, we've in the last two and a half years, we've got great structures and systems and programs in place to reach the lost. Yeah, so they're, they're, so that's the health, that's the great thing about having, when yeah. you go multi-site, you've got the health already there. Yeah, yeah. So that the structures, the systems, to actually then reach those lost people as your church, as a new church plant gets yep. more and more momentum and more and more, it's already there in place, which yeah. is the advantage of going from a healthy position. If, but if we were planting you know, in our new church, but in our existing facilities, all our structures and systems and um, you know the thing they would all be in place and the growth that we're seeing in the in the churches over in East Dubbo at the moment would be happening in that new church because they would just be feeding off exactly the same structures and systems but having gone off-site this is the thing that's kind of you know um, been made clear to us now that we're actually running is that all those systems and things, um, they're, they're operating for the ch- our churches in East Dubbo. Um, they're not operating for Church at 10 over in West. And so the, the things we're doing, we're, we're finding we're going to have to double up. Okay. We're going to have to replicate. We can't just swing on the coattails of what we're doing over in East um, because it's the whole geography, it's the whole location, you're doing it over here. So, you know, we've got our what we call our Intro to Jesus course that goes for nine weeks. It's been fantastic. It's yielded great fruit for the gospel. People being saved, it's brilliant. I mean, there's a whole thing of people feeding into it, but we're going to have to run Intro to Jesus over in West. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're going to have to have set things up to feed into it over in West. Um, whereas I think we were thinking maybe we could just swing off the coattails and um, but not so much yeah okay okay so Ali, you've been recruiting you've had your vision night you've done all that in the midst of really the, the pandemic and lockdowns and COVID yeah what's it been like recruiting and energizing a core team in the midst of COVID yeah so it's been 
um, interesting. It's been great. It's had its challenges. So originally we were going to plant our, we were going to launch in October. And so we had, you know, vision meetings, planning meetings, prayer meetings for the whole church um, in term two back in last year, you know, May, June, that kind of idea. Um, and uh, then from those big meetings, uh, the individual ministry teams, so the welcoming team, they were going to meet, you know, in between the big meetings, all the individual teams meet to plan and think and pray. And so all these meetings happening. And um, then we went into a, a lockdown in um, four or five weeks before. I can't really remember. But so we were going to launch, launch October and it stopped. And in our context, we've been talking about planting a new church for five, six years, and now we're saying we've got to stop again. Like it was, oh, it was terrible. Um, but the people were gracious. And so we kept meeting, we kept planning, and um, uh, then February. Uh, so, so there was excitement, and it was almost as if they were chafing at the bid. Yeah. 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 So good, the reason we're highlighting that is that uh, sometimes the energy and excitement around church planting can dwindle a little bit because people's own energy levels are low. But with clarity of vision, yeah. with love for the lost, you, you can it, it's still very possible to tap into that excitement and drive. Oh yeah, and gospel convictions to see yep. launch teams. Yeah, so we had about um, fifty people, uh, sorry, fifty adults and around about twenty kids. Um, that's kind of, I mean, it's slightly less adults, slightly more kids, but yeah, that's what we started with. And almost all of them from the get go, we just went, if you're coming onto the church plant, you're in a ministry team. And if you're not in a ministry team yet, which one will it be? Like it, that, that was our first vision night. That was the, uh, the concrete action. Um, and so there were like 15 people out of the 45 adults that weren't in a ministry team yet. Yeah. And uh, the, what they, <laughs> the end of the meeting for them was, which, which ministry team will you be in? Oh, see, that's great, isn't it? But yeah. It's important. It's a little, there's a little uh, insight there that we, that's just worth highlighting is that when you do vision, there also needs to be a call to action. How do I act? What are yeah. my very next steps if I really uh, love this vision and want to invest yeah. into it, what are the next steps? You had that already planned. In that yeah, meeting. yeah. Um, and so if people were going to go, oh, hang on, that's not me, then after that first vision meeting, they wouldn't come to the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was shoulder to the wheel. We're not, we're not doing this with um, passengers. We're, we're in this together. Yeah. Um, and so for, for pretty much every, everyone, I mean, you never get 100%. But for pretty much everyone in that core team, particularly those you know fifteen that weren't yet in a ministry team, they're now in a ministry team. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It was a it was a discipleship moment at that point. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't a so it becomes a. Um, I like this idea, and I think we should do it. Became a I like this idea, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. As opposed to the other people out there. You see, yeah. this is great ecosystem thinking, isn't it? Which is part of what Davo Presbyterian yeah, thinks yeah. deeply into. Is going. There's discipleship happening at every level yeah. of the church, including the, you know the recruitment to launch teams. That's right. Discipleship moment. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. We yep. want to win p- people's hearts for Christ in every way. Yeah. You've been talking Al, about having important systems and things in place for Dubbo West. It seems like you've been thinking hard as a team that when you go multi-site, that you do it together as a team. Can you give us a feel for? how the church actually has been, how the multi-site church has been structured and 
and used, made use of the team's thinking? Yeah, sure. So we have um, four full-time um, ministry staff, uh, pastors, ministers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and we each are a focused pastor of one of the four church families. But that's very much in the background. Like it's not a foreground. It's not the traditional, you know, I've got to know everybody in the church that I'm looking after. And I've got to, it's, it's not that, it's the in the background, um, keeping an eye on the whole thing and just making sure um, that the church is healthy and, and multiplying, um, you know, growing. Uh, that's, that's the role of the focus pastor. But then uh, some upfront stuff. We all have upfront responsibilities, uh, but our responsibilities go across all of the four churches. Um, so for me, like in the M model, I'm the maturity pastor. But I'm the maturity pastor for Dubbo Presbyterian Church, the whole ship. Um, and you know, one of my key responsibilities is the growth group leaders and the recruiting of growth group leaders, the, the training and inspiring of growth group leaders and the support of growth group leaders and et cetera, et cetera. But I do that for all of our four church families. So I'm the focus pastor for this new church plant, Church at 10. But the other three guys, they're involved in the church plant. So if there's things to do about community life, um, I'm thinking about them for Church at 10. But if I think of something that needs addressing, I'm talking to Peter, one of the, uh, the community guy for us at Dubbo Prezi, and saying, hey, I've been thinking about this. Um, how about this? And the action that will come from that, Peter does. When it comes to Reach Dubbo, you know, um, the mission, um, I've got thoughts about that and I'm talking to Dave. And so I'm having those conversations and I'm having those thoughts, but I'm not the one to make them happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this, one, is, this is critical, isn't it, Al? Because your, your thinking here is as you've gone multi-site, you haven't just gone, here is Al. He is going to be the planter for that church. Mm. Now, he does everything. Yeah, no. That's not been your model. No, When you've no. gone multi-site, you've had a, a very much a team pastoring yes. approach to it. So, Al, you've been telling us about some of the, you know, some of the numbers, some of the fruits, some of the new people joining. Can, can you give us a story? What's what's a great story of one of the, oh, an actual person? Yeah, sure. So I won't use her actual name. So we're going to call her Jenny. Um, Jenny came uh, the very first week, brand new, um, and uh, almost immediately, no, immediately, like as soon as our growth group started, which was probably in the second week. Uh, Jenny joined one of our growth groups. Um, we run a membership course. It's called Belong. You know, what does it mean to belong to this church? Um, Jenny came along to belong. Uh, Jenny, uh, at the end of our three-week Belong course, Jenny said, yes, I'd like to become a member. And, you know, becoming a member means I'm, go I'm going to join a growth group. And she'd already done that. I'm going to give money to the church. I'm going to um, be in a ministry team. I'm going to submit to the, the elders and the leaders of the church. I'm going to be regular to our Sunday gatherings. Um, that's kind of the summary of our, our membership. Uh, and she said, yes, I want to do that. I want to do all those things. Um, she's been as regular as clockwork to church. She's, she's helping us welcome new people. Um, she's not officially on the welcoming team yet. But you know she's a new. Person. She's just doing that out of that's right, out of love for well, hopefully love for Jesus and yeah, love for, for the people. There. That's right. Um, and so she's just be she just loves that um, having clarity right from the start. You know, particularly through our membership course. What does this church stand for? What are they on about? What does it mean to actually join this church? 
Um, so she was one of nine people who went to my the Belong course. All nine said, yes, I want to be members. Um, and so, but anyway, Jenny, um, so she's come and she's not just fit in, but she's signed up, if I can put it like that. Mm. Uh, and she wants to be on board. She's excited and she wants to help and she wants to serve because the clarity that we've been able to give her about what we're on about um, has energized her. And, and that, 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 that story is replicated for every single one of the nine people that came to belong. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've got another 10, 15 people that I want to invite to the next course, which will start in next term. Um, and yeah, it's just one. So, you know, she's in the growth group that I'm running. So I get to know Jenny quite well and she, you know, she's contributing and she's listening and she's encouraging and she's helping others. And, um, it's great. Yeah. 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 Now, when you, uh, when you start a church plan, it's been going now for four months. You've probably been planning it, but it sounds things for six years. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what? What is is there? What is there? Something that you wish now that now you are where you are right now? Yeah. Is there something that you'd wish someone had told you earlier? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's going to sound really obvious, so you know, it just highlights my dumbness, but that's okay. Um, I, I wish uh, that someone had told me um, have more leaders than you need in place because uh, we've grown. Um, so um, the, the most obvious example for me, I mean, I am the maturity guy, but we need more growth group leaders. Um, I started with my group being, uh, around about nine or 10 people. I'm already at 14, 15. I'm getting three new people starting next term. Like my group's too big. I need more growth group leaders. I don't have more growth group leaders. Um, I need to now create a new growth group leader and I need to do it fast. Yeah. Um, have more leaders in place because under God, if you grow, yeah, you, you need to be able to meet that growth. You need to be able to lead that growth. Um, you need, yeah, you need to be able yeah. to sustain that growth. Yeah, yeah. So Al, when you've done the two locations, West and East Dubbo, and you've done multi-site, often there's a, you've got to work out what are the constants we're going to have between the two sites. So um, West Dubbo will have its own flavor and character yeah. which would be somewhat different from East Dubbo but you do want to keep some things constant how have you worked out working out what the constants are between the two sites and what things are actually up for grabs that you can that will be distinctive yeah. to each one yeah so there's a few things so um, like preaching we've kept constant mm-hmm. um, so we've now had to come up with a split preaching program uh, to cover for the two sites, but you know, for five weeks we preach in, in east, and in fi- and in those five weeks we preach something else in west. But then once those two five week series have f- stopped, they just swap, and yeah. so the preaching is constant. Uh, our growth groups we follow what we do in church, and that's constant. Mm-hmm. Um, but things that are church specific, well, we're going to have we, we've thought we need church specific um, outreach evangelism. Uh, we need to think into that harder. We can't just swing off what is happening at East. Um, community life, like what's it actually mean for this particular group of people to know one another, to just to be together uh, and to grow in relationship with one another. Um, that's church specific. Mm. Um, but then other things, you know, big, 
like we, we do want to trade on the fact that we are hundreds of people big, not in not in any individual church. Yeah. Um, you know, they're more than a hundred, um, two out of the four, but we want to trade on the fact that we can be four or five hundred people pulling together for one particular thing. So that's remained. So you know, Easter weekend. Uh, we're just doing combined church meetings so to give people a feel for, hang on, we're part of something bigger. Our carols at the end of the year, that'll just be one carols and it'll be um, our youth group. Um, that's something else that, that we've, we're, we're trading at the uh, all of Dubbo Presbyterian Church level. There's, so there's not four youth groups. There's just one. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously thought fairly hard into what are we going to keep constant... So that there's there's a replication of health yeah. and Dubbo Presbyterian vision and distinctives. Yeah. But yet each congregation has various things that are that are different. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um and, and a large part of that is like the probably the in the top of my head the biggest thing that's you know church specific is its community life. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're pressing into that. We're thinking into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and wondering about your church and going multi-site, giving due consideration to what you might call a campus constant, what's constant across all the different uh, sites and what's mm. different, is it a very important con- uh, conversation for the whole team and yeah. to be on the same page with? And uh, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, Al, you as the, uh, the planting well, the, the one on the team who was the focus pastor for the church plant. Yeah. Did you did you look for outside help to make sure the, the to get the plant off the ground? Absolutely. Yeah. So we we went through the Geneva Push church planting process, even though we're you know existing pastors, um, but uh, planting a new church offsite, uh, doing the multi site thing. So yeah, we wanted to press in, make us make use of Geneva Push. Oh, so that's fantastic. Was it was it helpful? Was it scary? How, how, did, how did it all unfold? Oh, look, my, the, the first word that comes to mind, it was thorough. My goodness, they're thorough. And that's good. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But the questionnaire that I had to fill in before the interview, like the, the questionnaire took me hours to fill in um, and because they want to know. That, that they want to press into a whole bunch of different stuff because church planning's not easy, uh, but it is exciting and it has great potential. So you want to get it right. And the Geneva push guys, my goodness, they were so helpful. So very thorough in their assessment process. The interview went for a long time. It had several people involved in it all the way along, like really helpful and insightful. And, you know, they gave us the green light going, yeah, we we think you guys can do this, but they didn't then just kind of let us set sail into the sunset and go, well, hope it goes well. They've been supportive post yeah, yeah. the um, in the lead up to the plan and post plan as well. So it's just been fantastic to have their help and their insight and their their wisdom on it all. It's been brilliant. See, this is great, isn't it? Because we're not just planting, I don't know, a, a new hockey team in a local no. hockey comp. We're planting a church for Jesus' precious people yeah. that he himself is building. And it really matters. So the thoroughness and the care. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not to be afraid of, but actually to be embraced because totally. what we're dealing with is so, so critical. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we want our church plan to go really well because we're convinced that Jesus Christ is king of all and people need to know him and people need to be ready for when he comes back. And Geneva Push helped us to start our church plan strong. 
that's fantastic. So Al, this uh, podcast is called The One Thing. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the one thing you want to say about church planning? The one thing I would say about church planning is prepare well uh, you and your team, your, your core team. Prepare well and then go for it. Because uh, God in his grace does great things. So prepare well and do it. Let me mention a few things from the toolbox as we finish. It's been great to have Al, but here's some things from the toolbox. You can see a number of podcasts there about planting churches to reach people in Australia. Head along to the website. That's genevapush.com forward slash planting Australia. And if you are thinking about moving towards planting, one of the key things we encourage people to do is to go and get that thorough assessment. Head along to genevapush.com forward slash get hyphen assessed and you'll see there the, the key resources there that, that Geneva Push has in place to see you get assessed to plant a church, one of Jesus' precious churches. That's genevapush.com slash get hyphen assessed. But that's all for me. I'm Peter Blanche. Chat soon. <laughs>